0: Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast, Jay. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. You're looking awesome, great, fantastic. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, apparently, your camera's not working right because, uh, or my camera is not working right because if you think I look great, fantastic, and all that, you know, I just slept myself out of bed, crossed the yard,
0: and here I am. <laughs> I will say that your windows are very bright.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the sunny side of the of the of the building at the moment. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I'm very.
0: Don't you have like curtains, like blackout curtains or anything?
1: Uh, I got some blinds. If you gonna give me one second, I'll, I'll 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 blind it.
0: I guess we'll pause it, and we're going to leave that in there. But Jay, catch me up. We haven't talked in what almost two years now. I think two, almost
1: maybe two years. Yeah. Uh, so sheesh, what's new? Um, I launched that. I believe last time I talked to you, I was mentioning a game I was working on. Yes, sir. Um, uh, that game now exists. Um,
0: I'm traveling all over the country with the game. And uh before we were talking about it, it was the working out the pr- the process of it, like take I think you took it to one test um to get it done. And then you were explaining a lot of the rules about the game and things of that sort. So what happened after that? Like where did you go to first roll out the game? Like, if I was going to be someone that was going to make a board game unlike Monopoly, where they just cap- um, they capitalize on capitalism
1: cap- capital, capital. um we I started with um crowdfunding. I, I did a Kickstarter for the game. And uh, it did great, which was scary. Uh, Kickstarters always scare me because suddenly you find out if the people that showed interest actually mean it. And sometimes they don't, and sometimes they do. And this time they did. Um, we, we The Kickstarter did great. And in uh, November, I shipped out the game to everybody except for two people who still haven't given me their addresses. Um, so their books are waiting. And I, I occasionally message them. I'm like, don't forget to send me your address. Um other than that so the game got shipped out in november and then uh february i started my first gaming conventions and now i'm being booked all over the country so the fact that i'm actually home this weekend is kind of a miracle
0: when you went to your first convention i would have to think that i a lot of people would be receptive to it because of the whole drop off of stranger things people probably try to look for something else besides dungeons and dragons to play and then that's where your board game comes in
1: so so the first gaming convention I went to, uh, I set up my I set up a schedule. Uh, I don't know if you've done gaming conventions, but usually there's scheduled games and people can sign up for games for that kind of thing. And I threw my game out there. I I I scattered some some games in there and they actually were filling up, which was awesome because it's like, you know, no one's heard of it and 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 I didn't know what to expect. So I I went in and um <clears throat> I learned very quickly that that Going to a convention by yourself when you have to run games at one table and then work your vendor table at the same time is extremely difficult. Um, But essentially what happened was I ended up having troves of people that were trying to get into the games to try it. Meanwhile, my table was selling out of material. um, And I had a lot of other uh, game convention people reaching out to me to, to book my game at their shows. And it just kind of spiraled into um, a, a, a crazy busy thing. So I left that convention, sold out of just about everything. And I had a mad scramble because uh, I had a con- another gaming convention two weeks later and I had to restock everything. So it was like for two weeks, I was like,
0: whatever I can get, whatever I can get,
1: I, I can't show up empty
0: handed. <laughs> Wait, when you left, did you go to like Denny's or something with all like, I mean, did you get money for people getting your stuff, obviously? So you went to Denny's, right? Oh, to-
1: totally. It moons over my hammy all the way.
0: You had to call your wife. I mean, as soon as I would have walked out of there and would have had that. I mean, you probably weren't expecting that big of a reception of it. I mean, so well, she, we just she was
1: there on Sunday. She's actually um she was running the table while I was I was doing the games. But so you weren't she by started, yourself. What the hell? Well, I started out by myself. Okay. She showed up like um, later, a little bit later. Yeah. But it, it she started texting me. I'm in the middle of like running a game, so I was kind of ignoring the texts. Um, But she was like trying to tell me like, we're out of this, we're out of that. I'm like, not that I could do anything about it, you know. But yeah, so as I was walking back from my last game on Sunday, back to the table, like three different people stopped me and like, I was gonna buy this. I should have bought it yesterday when you had it. I'm like, what do you mean when I had it? I got back to my table and it was just like decimated. I'm like oh, what happened wait it's so like on... yay
0: and scary at the same time when, on your way there what were your thoughts going into your mind like were you thinking like i hope at least a couple people check out the game and everything or did you kind of have oh, like... before i went
1: to the convention
0: yeah I, I mean rolling up there
1: i've never done a gaming convention with the game um so i i didn't know what to expect at all and it was definitely like surreal um, just the amount of people that were into the game and and playing it. And by the way, anyone watching, the game is called Fae, F A E, and uh, feel free to check it out. Um, I mean, they
0: should know about it. You got a whole damn comic series about it.
1: Totally, totally. Um, so it, yeah, it just. So at gaming conventions, I I have a hard time keeping up with the crowd, which is awesome and scary at the same time. So now I have like a group of about twelve people that can either run games or run the table. So they, like, swap in and out and come to conventions with me in order to help me uh,
0: manage. Did you do any studying before? Like, did you check out, like, any forums or anything like that to see if people had, like, maybe beginner experience or anything you could probably learn off? Well,
1: of? I have experience from Comic-Cons. So, so I, I kind of went through it. it's a different, horse. It was it's a different horse. It's such a it different is. horse. It is. It is a totally different horse. um, But, uh yeah, so I, I – the Comic-Con – Think I felt like prepared me at least somewhat for it but then it just in retrospect I have gone back and started looking at things I probably should have looked at before I went um but yeah it's, it's been good it's it's I think from what I've looked at from other people everyone's journeys are like kind of their individual journeys like like they're always a little different for
0: everybody now, did you have any problems when you were setting up at the convention, besides just running out of material? I mean, like actually setting up before we get into people going and getting your um
1: Other than the confusion that, that the table, the spot I was supposed to have um, was taken over by somebody else and they had to, like, they bumped me from that spot. Oh
0: God, the... it's like being in a movie theater and someone's sitting in your seat and you're like, do you want to have the stones to tell this person to move or you just want to move to the seat beside?
1: Yeah, yeah. So other than that, it was, it was, uh, it was fine. It, it, it. Setting up and everything, it felt like a regular, like, Comic-Con. It was my wife passing by, trying not to be noticed, noticed in the it. background.
0: I noticed it. I'm sorry, I noticed.
1: And I pointed it out right now on the stream. I so know. yeah. That was my wife.
0: <laughs> but, so, all right, so with the convention, so when you left there, so what, like, I mean, obviously, you had a good reception of it, so did what'd you do when you get home? Did you start booking and looking for other appointments or other areas that they'd be booking open um, spots? Well,
1: I already, like I said, I had a, another gaming convention two weeks later. So I got back and I was I was more concerned with making sure I could restock everything and have more because I didn't want to run out at the next convention, you know? So wait. So what? I was I, I spent two weeks assembling game modules and and restocking material and prints and, and and books. And it was just it was like a mad scramble to make sure I was ahead of the next one.
0: You know what I mean? So where did you have to go to get your resources?
1: Um Various places, uh, so my books are printed in the United States, my rule books. Um, so I'm able to get them fairly quickly if I need to. Um, uh, I don't have to like wait for a ship to bring them over from somewhere else. Um, and then like some of the other materials, I just, yes, we got all kinds of things going on. Wait for
0: a ship to bring the materials over, waiting on that ship.
1: Yeah, that I know a lot of people that's what happens, they show up to a convention and they're like. Like they'll have like one thing with them, and like the big thing I was supposed to have is on a freaking ship. It's like right out there in the harbor, and I can't get it. Until
0: imagine you're sitting there with your wife one night, and you just look at like we're gonna check the tracking on the ship, like you can do with UPS. And then you check it, and you go, oh my god, they're about to pass through the Bermuda Triangle. And it's like you got to sit there and cross your fingers and hope to God that that's not. The you ship know what? That gets if,
1: lost. if 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 a ship of my books disappears in the Bermuda Triangle, that's
0: a good story. You know, there's a multiverse out there that would have your books then.
1: They would totally have my books. There'd be aliens playing my game, all kinds of stuff.
0: I thought the superhero trend was dying. I really thought that it was all going down, and like this was like we're coming to the end of it. But that past couple of movies they made have been complete bangers. I love. I just saw Flash the other day. It was fantastic.
1: I have definitely slacked on the superhero movies. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I have to admit, I have not kept up with them. Um, between my game and 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 life in general, I have not really had the time to. Sit down
0: and watch a movie, uh, but, uh, but 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 uh, yeah, I hear good things. <laughs> I well, Michael Keaton's Batman, I never got to experience because I'm too young. But they they have him in the Flash, and I think that might be my favorite. Now I might have to bump down Adam West, sadly. Oh, sorry, Adam. <laughs> i don't know it's a different experience i thought like, it, it, that whole culture pow, get down on.
1: yeah that's what i'm saying i was like it, it's
0: interesting to me because you're going to look at younger generations that are now going to start experiencing older stuff and they're really going to have a I I guess a new fandom for it. like how many young kids are going to back and look at old comics which makes i mean it brings the question to you which is your comics out there as well too i mean 20 years from now you're gonna have people that are be coming across that form of literature and next thing you know be getting an impact from it that's right. And then somebody will want the movie, and suddenly, like, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, it'll, be right, it'll be right after I die.
1: So, you know, my kids are going to make a ton of money off my work. You know, that's good. That's good.
0: That's <laughs> what the point is leaving behind a legacy.
1: That's right. <laughs> or at least a pile of books that they don't know what to do with.
0: I'm curious what your next step is. I mean, obviously, you're doing conventions and now, but do you have a plan of like, are you just going to keep doing conventions or do you have a plan to something afterwards?
1: Um, I have some. Coals and a couple of different fires. Um, I have, uh, you mean
0: business uh, terms? Are you?
1: <laughs> I have, I have, um, I've been negotiating possible uh pitch for either movie or TV series based on the world of Fae. Would you uh, want with it to the, be with a with movie? The production company?
0: Hmm? Would you want it to be a movie?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I went, yeah, I'd like the universe of it to. Be accessible to people like so like there's only certain people that read comics there's only certain people that play tabletop role play games and then if uh, if it was able to branch into film i feel like there's a whole new circle of people that that would uh, be able to experience it
0: that normally wouldn't kind of like the dungeons and dragons movie that came out recently did
1: way better than dungeons and dragons movie
0: <laughs> Way better, better. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, see, you're out. You got to study up on some of that stuff. I'm totally stuff,
1: slacking. I, you know, that's I mean, what
0: scares me about the market is because, like, I, I would like to see newer things get made, but I haven't seen a whole lot of new stuff. I mean, the Flash movie is new, but Dungeons and Dragons movie is new too. But there's a lot of things that are usually the same thing on repeat, like Superman movie for like the 15th time, Spider Man movie again, something else. Or Wolverine I, I, as movie. long as
1: that's what people go watch, that's that's going to be. I mean, there are new things out there, but a lot of times you don't even know know what they are cuz the the marketing isn't isn't the the same, you
0: know. Have you been using social media to help boost your board game at all?
1: Um I definitely should be doing more of that. In fact, I I kind of want to find somebody to do my social media cuz I am terrible at it. Um I it, it's it's time I usually do not have I'm the, getting on your getting onto like a podcast like your podcast is like like bonus time like but like actual social media stuff i have social media accounts for it and i i post things occasionally but i definitely don't use social media
0: to the level i should be would you be happier if things just kind of lined up for you rather than you have to book every single thing because i've experienced that problem most of all like booking stuff is like the most difficult i wish it would just line up for me there's a lot
1: of full-time jobs involved in, in in launching running creating a game like the even more so than the comics, but it's like, so I am like, you know, the full-time writer, the full-time artist, the full-time game master, the full-time marketer, the, you know, uh, the, the scheduler, all, all these different things that, you know, I got to do them all. Um, but I am I am getting to the point, it's getting bigger now. I'm definitely going to have to have a, put together a team. Um, Like I said, I do have a team of uh, people that go to conventions with me now. So if I need assistance at different shows, I have uh, different crews that that come out and help. But I, I think one of my next things is I need somebody who likes to do TikTok videos and, and and I know I see, see, I don't like doing that stuff, but but I know that it would launch me into a whole nother market if I could just get somebody that likes to do the kind of stuff that that would like likes Faye, you know
0: well that's the issue it definitely gives you exposure it's just about like interaction like a lot like a lot of things to keep boosting growth is through interaction of stuff and the best spot you're going to get especially with a board game is not through social media it's through actually meeting people and them getting to know you i mean how right, many people at the those play con- the game yeah, yeah how many people at those conventions had things that were actually appealing but then when you go over there and trying to associate there was just they weren't connected to you you know what i mean like it's that that i don't know that human kind of experience that you get where it's like go up there and be like oh nice to meet you you made this game tell me about it and then when you start explaining it and they see kind of the passion in your eyes well that's why i'm I'm interested in it um mostly because talking to you about it just an idea and then now it's actually becoming something i mean do you wish the thing (laughs) yeah do you wish the process was like a little bit of more of a trickle rather than just like how much boost of a growth are you seeing like everything if your time is so um so
1: obviously it spikes during
0: conventions, um,
1: but even like it's kind of cool that I can wake up in the morning and just grab my phone and check my emails and like, oh, look, made a couple sales overnight. Well, I made money in my sleep with this game.
0: <laughs> I know that's the dream right there. Yeah, really.
1: Yep. So it's, uh, you know, it sometimes it, it feels like it's going real fast and then it just like can abruptly stop for a little bit. And it, it's 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 uh, a roller coaster.
0: Have you been reached out to by any like giant corporations to see if they'll buy your game or buy you out or something?
1: I've had a couple that have reached out. I'm um, not giant corporations, more like shady, shady deal
0: people. that. Oh, tell me, give me a story. Tell me about it.
1: Oh, it's, it, I don't even respond to them. Um, like, like, especially like on Instagram, I'll, I'll get like a, a cryptic email from someone who <clears> who's trying to speak English um, or at least trying to write in English. And it's, 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 you know, they're, they're, Hey, we saw your game on Kickstarter. We're, we're interested in, in having you be one of our, one of our games, you know, and, like, and I go and look and I'm like,
0: I don't think it's real No,
1: no, no.
0: Scam, scam alert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We want to, we want to collect your intellectual property and have it be ours. I'm like, no, no, that's okay.
0: When does the, so like working with, I'm going to blank on the word.
1: Oh, it's your turn. Okay. In-
0: intellectual property. When you're working with that, how complicated is that? Because any- can't anybody just like, if you're trying to put something out there to promote it, can't anybody take it and then use it as their own? Even if you have licensing and things of that sort like, do you have to go through all that to get, just even put up a post?
1: Um, It's, it's, I mean, D&D runs into this problem all the time. Like, like they, they actually gotten social battles with, with, Fans and fans got mad at them and have been leaving them in droves, which is great for me. What? But it, um, they wanted to force um homegrown. Uh, so this home, it's called homebrew when you when you create your own thing using Dungeons and Dragons, and um and and people were making money, you know, selling their homebrews of it. And 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 Dungeons and Dragons wanted to. Um, forced them to, to pay royalties to Dungeons & Dragons for people creating their own things with Dungeons & Dragons. Ooh. And that turned into a social media explosion of, of hate towards uh, towards uh, the, the people who own Dungeons and & Dragons. And they had to redact on it. And that was around the time I launched my game. And, you know, a lot of people at that point were like, screw those guys we need we want something else and they uh i was something else so oh,
0: that's good for you then
1: <laughs> it is it is um I mean, and it's it, it's not fair to compare my game to Dungeons & dragons because it's not the same kind of game it it is a tabletop role play game it's a game where you sit at a table and you have you make your characters and you play your characters but um it's you're not heroes going through dungeons and fighting monsters you are you are the monsters in my game So all the players create their own monsters, and it's also takes place in the modern day human world. So you're not like it's not high fantasy. It's like you could be hiding under under the neighbor's bed, you know, grabbing the kid's feet when they're not looking. Whatever
0: whatever it is you want to (laughs) do, yours is more not limited on creativity like you're kind of stuck in a certain area with dungeons and dragons with the certain characters and things that they lay out for you but yours is still has the characters but it's more like you can do more freedom i would say if i'm yeah i I,
1: I built it very much more sandboxy uh where
0: it's only really limited by the um imagination of the people playing do you find that a lot of board games are limited in certain aspects of creativity
1: i think there are there's there are people that like games that like like this is what you can do, and that's what you can do. It's simplified, you know, and, and it, it's it's structured, and there are people that find comfort in the structure. But then there are also people that I think the more creativity you give them, the more ability to come up with their own ideas, the better. So you have the two extremes, and my game definitely leans far more towards the um, creative side. So you really you can create something hundred percent customizable, doesn't nothing like anything else out there with with your character. And then when you get tired of that character, maybe you retire that one and you make a whole new one that's also 100% completely your own and original. Now and we, it all fits in the rules of the game.
0: When we talked, you talked about testers trying to find issues with some of the, some of your games before you had the rollout. Have you had it since the massive amount of people that have been picking up on it? Have you found that people have been exploring and finding other ways that you've come up new errors? So um
1: there are people that will abuse certain abilities basically like oh this is my go-to ability for everything uh there are counter abilities and things like that to stop that abuse um sometimes as a game master you need to slap your players with a little humble pie <laughs> don't have to destroy them but you have to make them realize that that you can't solve every every problem with that ability they keep flinging out there you know what i mean
0: You appreciate that though? Like there's some games like Yu-Gi-Oh for instance. There are people that have got like insane like cards that are just basic ones, but they're literally too overpowered where it just, it's not even about playing the game anymore. It's just about, there's just this winning mentality that starts happening because nobody likes to lose, but then it also takes the joy out of the game when you can only make it four turns in it. it's like, well, we are over in two minutes.
1: Right. So Faye doesn't have like a real specific winning end game um it's basically being whatever it is you decide to be and accomplishing your personal goals or your group goals you know what i mean it, it 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 isn't like if you if you suck the fun out and try to use an ability to to get to the end there isn't an end in Faye so much so you're kind of just ruining the fun for yourself and, and the rest of the people in the group if you do that kind of thing Yeah, um, though those kind of players are, are probably more more apt to these more structured regimented rules kind of kind of systems
0: you, after you rolled out your game, did you have any improvements that you wanted to add to it that maybe might have been too late? things you left out
1: Oh, there there are so I always ask people if they run into anything that confuses them in the game or anything let me know. I mean, obviously at some point I will be releasing a second edition which will have tweaks and and rephrasing for certain things that because of course there are things that some people read and they they don't fully understand in the book um or or they're just using an ability incorrectly so i can clarify
0: what's an ability like what are we talking about like super strength flying
1: um so in Fay, you, you when you create your character you choose an element for your character Ooh. and your character gains abilities In that element, whether you cast them or whether they're natural abilities, it's all depends on how you want to play your character. Um, So, I mean, you could we will just do a cliche one you you can shoot fireballs if you chose fire. And, and you can choose whether you cast a fireball like a wizard, or whether you burp a fireball, or whether someone pulls your finger and you shoot a fireball at your rear end whatever however you want to do your fireball is completely up to the creativity of the player.
0: I but love it because the way your brain fireball, works. Well, the way your the way your brain works is like how what modders do when they go into a game, like I want to shoot fireballs on my butt and you're like, this is what you can do already. So there's no so, need to mod it.
1: Exactly. So so like Skyrim is it, how it's become a massive sandbox game where modders reimagine everything in the game. It's my favorite um, game. Faye is a the tabletop equivalent of that, where it's set up for your creativity to create to to be the character uh, another uh, another fun one i always like to bring up there's a guy who 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 has the ability to dig so he can like dig like a mole you know like jump down on the ground and like make a little mound on the ground as he like travels underground. and and he decided to to do his ability he unhinges his jaw and he's got a butt flap on his pants he drops that and he just opens his mouth and the dirt goes in his mouth and comes out his butt as he travels i'm like there you go Yep. Yeah so it's that that follows the same rules that you would you would do if you you know just had big claws and you just dug you know or whatever however you want the ability to work the game is designed so that you can create how you use the abilities the abilities are there and they have rules on how they work but how you do them is about that's what the creativity of your character is all about you know what i mean
0: Do you have any negative reviews when it comes to people that want structure or want an objective? I've come across that a lot with like certain individual preferences of friends. They're like, well, what's the point if it's just you just do this all day? I was like, it's the Minecraft's a free roam. Like you just have fun, but people don't like that.
1: So there are people that, you know, like diehard Dungeons and Dragons players um, who can do certain things in Dungeons and Dragons because there are, are a million rules and they can get pretty complicated um this game does not necessarily have all those types of rules in it um one of the main things I want to do this game is make it accessible so you can just you can just play it instead of having to sit there and read you know 300 pages of rules in order to try to figure out how to play it um once you learn the basic mechanic you can just play but for some people that are like diehard rule people they might not like that I haven't developed a rule for like hiding behind a wall and shooting over the wall and like, like bonuses for different, like, like, like added complexities. So, I mean, you can add your own complexities to the game. Um, I'm not saying the game is dumbed down. I'm just saying it's easy to understand. And if you wanted to add your own high detail complexities to it, you certainly can. (laughs) But, but I kept it simple enough that you can, you can take your friends that don't normally play an rpg and you can just sit down and just play like like all right i'm going to show you how this works in about five minutes and then we're just going to play uh not not this weekend but Pat, last weekend i sat down at a table of seven-year-olds there were eight of them and we played and it actually
0: hmm? did they beat you
1: oh yeah they they kicked the crap out of me they, they were awesome um once it took a few minutes, like we were actually making characters, which was like extra tricky with a swarm of of young kids, but they all made the characters and then we we did the your turn, your turn, like right across the table. Everybody got a turn. And and once we got got moving with the game, they were they were playing. They were having fun. They were doing crazy stuff. They were being creative. And uh it was awesome.
0: I'm curious when it comes to the parents' receptions of their kids playing games like that. Do you have any issues?
1: Um, I think it's a different, so when I played Dungeons and Dragons in the early 80s,
0: um, it was, it was demonic, you couldn't play it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I had people that were like, oh, Jason's a Satanist, oh, you what are you doing? You oh, can't well, wait, wait, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, there were religious people that really just thought that playing Dungeons and Dragons meant that I was a devil worshiper. Are you? Fortunately, we don't, no. Um,
0: It'd be a cooler but, podcast if you were.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> just call me lucifer jr as i spit all over my keyboard blah. <laughs> um but oh my wife says i'm more evil than that so <laughs> <laughs> i'm the evil you don't see coming all right i shouldn't,
0: I shouldn't say that yeah don't say that <laughs> go all right so pants reception all
1: right so uh actually it's been it's been awesome uh i've had Adults at gaming conventions that have bought the game and they bring it home. They're going to play it with their friends and their kids see the book. And I've act- they've actually said, you know what? I started playing this with my kids. So like, I think the reception has been like, this is a game that is not so complicated that you can sit down and play it with your kids, you know? So suddenly like these people that role play with their friends, and it's like separate from being home with the kids. Suddenly they can role play with their families um and a lot of people have, have picked this up as like it's almost like fam- family game night is we're gonna play fade tonight, you know. It's
0: so interesting. It's,
1: it's been it's been awesome.
0: I'm I'm curious when it comes to would you rather want a movie or would you rather it be installed as a game like World of Warcraft? So
1: the downside to a game is suddenly you know how I talked about how it's up to the individual to create how things work for their character. Yeah in a video game you're forced to do things the way the game is programmed you ha- you have you're limited by by the buttons on the controller for the, those are your options i feel like it, it would box the game into a far more limited okay um, selection of, of things you can do i mean i i would i wouldn't mind a game taking place in the world of fae and in like a certain certain characters you can pick from and they they're already kind of worked out how they how they are, but I don't want people to get stuck thinking that that's how you have to play the tabletop game. You know what I mean? Because in a video game, you're 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 restricted by the abilities the game gives you to do, um, and the places that the game allows you to go
0: you think do you think that it would mean that more people will play the game video game version rather than play the actual board game which actually might lose the original intent of the actual game
1: um it could Uh, it'd be it be tricky to design it so that it still fit um because I mean the world is the world is developing um it's when I first wrote it I it was just like the basics, like all right, you are fake creatures, you're you are hiding amongst mortals. But now, like, I'm working on the first expansion. I'm starting to like delve into the lore of what actually happened and like the rise of Christianity, and when they officially accused anyone of affiliating with fake creatures as witchcraft and they were executed. Dude,
0: wait, go, explain that, please.
1: <laughs> so I'm working my first expansion is, is gonna be called The Forgotten, and it's basically focusing on fey creatures that were left in our world when, when the fey left during the Renaissance and the rise of Christianity. Um, so there were things that were left behind like gargoyles, tikis, I uh, think. So things that were just abandoned by the fey world, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but I started actually getting into details about, um, uh, I combined like the warring factions of the fey world with actual historic events that happened in history um like uh, it starts back when augustine (laughs) brought christianity to the romans and you know all that kind of stuff and talking about how suddenly like you know the fae were the gods and suddenly they were being pushed aside and 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 their temples are being destroyed and and other things are being placed up as gods and and like some of the fae things that were kind of allowed to intermingle, like gargoyles were put on churches, you know, like, so like, you know, things like that, like, like there were things that managed to slip through the cracks and be part of that. But for the most part, it kept getting pushed away and pushed away. And then it talks about like, like the fae powers that be that, that wanted it to get pushed away because the ones who had power were losing power, the, the less human interaction there was. So it was like an opportunity to take over, you know, that kind of stuff. But I, I had a lot of fun starting to mix it in with uh, various historic events that happen in, uh, in, uh, in, in the human world.
0: When do you come up with this inspiration for that? I mean, are you just going off? You're not obviously not going off some of the work you already have out there, but do you just get random interesting ideas or interesting storylines that could be expansions?
1: So, what one thing I like to do is I like I'll read like old, um old folklore I'll I'll like look into the history of old folklore and and old creatures and and where they were and then I I find a way to connect it with the world I'm creating so that it's still accurate like yes this is this is the thing that happened and this is how it fits in with the world of my game you know what I mean so it's very much um it's fun picking up these historic like I love researching the history of fay creatures and mythology and all that kind of stuff, and it's fun to take pieces of that and 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 find a way to make it make hundred percent total sense that it was there and how it how it is affected by what's happening currently in my
0: game when it comes to one of your favorite fey creatures that has like maybe an interesting story what's one of them
1: oh i've been par- I've been partial to uh so imps. Uh, It's one of the playable races. You're you're small. You're usually red or brown. You got horns. You know they look like little devils. They got the little tail with a little spike, um, claws and teeth. (laughs) They're usually stealing uh... gold or
0: something. Hmm? Usually taking gold or taking something from somebody. Oh,
1: they 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 thrive on uh, villainy. So that they love to be evil. But the, the 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 fun thing I created for them in the modern day world is their idea of evil is. A slight nuisance at best. Oh, I thought Jehovah's I Witness. Damn. Oh, no, no, um, <laughs> the um, the best the best way to compare it would be uh, have you
0: watched any South Park? A little bit. Yeah, I was watching some yesterday. Do you do, do, do you you know who
1: Professor Chaos is Butter's alter ego?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he's basically like an imp. Uh, like 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 they'll turn a hose on and think I'm gonna flood this whole place <laughs> and like and it, just leap on. Matter yeah and, and and just like walk away like yes, my plan is it's all coming <laughs> coming to fruition
0: or those high shoelaces together, or <laughs> what's their backstory? did you give them a good backstory like some?
1: yeah, so well i looked I looked back in as to where they came from um from uh from religious texts and stuff like that actually i every every race that that's in the in in the game, I have a paragraph about like the origins of that race um I, I could pull it up oh look i happen to have a uh, my old copy of the book right here let's see what it says about the imp shall we
0: i'm curious what your book looks like
1: oh well, this this is this is a just a printer why, why,
0: why do you have elmer's glue on your cabinet or... it's
1: wood glue you've been is sniffing
0: that? Is that's what that's what's causing the inspiration wood, yeah, i'm
1: sniffing wood glue that's, that's, <laughs> that's crazy it doesn't do anything but it, I industrial like, strength uh, it's an original strength, actually. It's not even the industrial strength.
0: I meant compared to normal glue. That wood glue. Be <laughs>
1: Let's see. Imps, 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 imp. Uh, so the history originating from Germanic folklore, the imp was a small, lesser demon. Unlike the Christian faith and stories, demons in Germanic legends were not necessarily always evil. Imps were often mischievous rather than evil or harmful. And in some uh, regions, they were attendants of the gods.
0: And you know if you want to see, damn dude, that looks such. So, that's such a badass. I mean, I know it's the binder of it, but it's just the artwork.
1: Yeah, I. I so this is my print up that I did before the books came out, and I just uh, this is what I use for my reference, my binder.
0: But yeah, the book's a hardcover book. You have it because I'll pause it. You can go show it.
1: Yeah, I'll grab it.
0: I've returned. Hello. So this
1: is the book. Oh, with the light shining behind it. Oh,
0: laminated and everything. Look at that shine. Oh, yeah. Color. Yeah.
1: It's uh, full color. Everything you need to play the
0: game. Ooh, all the different kinds of creatures you can be. I'd like a signed copy just in case you get super famous. So I get to.
1: I, can I, hook you up. I, I know a guy. We can, we can make this work.
0: Animals. Yeah. In case you run into animals. I mean, if you knew a guy that knew uh, as many, uh, people as dom knows and fast and furious to get all those cool cars oh you know the guy with the guy the car guy i look i watched the lot the latest one they had out there and i'm sitting in the theaters and i'm like how are they going to wrap this in two minutes and my buddy just goes they have two more movies and i go oh my god i can't anymore i'm done after this the 10th one was a tap out for me i couldn't do it anymore
1: Oh, the only one i've ever seen was tokyo drift
0: that's the best and one. It. It's the hmm? That's the best one. Is it the best one? It's the best one. Okay. I like all the bad stuff that like people said the flash was going to suck. It was fantastic. There was just a couple scenes that are probably going to get a lot of controversial opinions on. They had a scene where a bunch of babies are falling out of the skyscraper. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. And he's like saving them, but he's saving them. And like, really, it does not, it just doesn't, it like you watch. Doesn't this and it doesn't look like, good. Even like when I was watching it I was like, yeah, this is going to be a problem. I find I felt uncomfortable with it. I don't know why. It made me question things about myself.
1: You're sitting there watching babies fall out of a tower.
0: I know, and I'm like, why do Thinking,
1: I? What am I paying money for this? What? <laughs>
0: yeah, like the beginning of Dark Knight. I don't think beats any. That beats all movies, basically.
1: <laughs>
0: but I did like the, a lot of the references. Back to your back to your thing. That's why I'm interested in how you're pulling out like Christian stuff and putting it in the game. I'm wondering if you're going to get any controversial takes. But do you have a fear of that?
1: I mean, I I don't poo-poo. I'm very careful about like I'm just stating the facts of when you know when it it rose in popularity and when like monarchs were using it to enforce things on on the people and talk about how some people gravitated towards fae and stuff in those those times like in the medieval times because it was something more tangible for them. I mean like Christianity was like the king would show up with his gold and his his wars and stuff like that that's big and scary and then like 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 the 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 pagans like the the poor folk that still believed in in fey and stuff like that like that's in their own gardens that's in their backyard that's more personal for them than than like the almighty the way the way the monarchs were presenting it and stuff
0: you probably haven't but have you or would you be open to academics being able to view your work and see if they can try and do a research study on it like i would like to know the percentages of people that are drifted towards certain characters with certain stories like what's their personality or what's their background or interest in like why did people choose imps why did people choose whichever creature
1: it's it's it actually it's very fun um a lot a of the playtesting was interesting to see which characters people gravitated towards. Pat and I'm um had an awful lot of awful lot of salamanders. People love to play salamanders. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the study would be really interesting. It's mostly Florida. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> salamanders are probably one of the most popular races people people kept picking.
0: Um could you give me the list of races on there? Oh yeah. my goodness,
1: that's 35 of them. You really want the whole list?
0: Okay, here, give me ten. <clears throat> give me ten.
1: So I I didn't just so these aren't like these are based on folklore, not so much on like Lord of the Rings or Dungeons and Dragons that kind of thing. Um, What's the folklore? But I I actually drew a lot of them from not necessarily European folklore. Um, there are things from other cultures here. Um, just just so you know. So. Um, First of all, the first category are the different kinds of elves you can play. Um and the first one up is called the Darkelfor, which is the original name of Dark Elves. So you can play Darkelfors, you can play Elflings, which are essentially like like your Christmas elves, like your little pointy ear yeah. like what you picture as like the the little people with the pointy ears that are elves. Um then there's Paris, which are have feathered wings. Um they are from uh They're from uh per uh persian mythology uh then you have wood elves which are exactly what you expect them to be like bows and arrows and living in the woods yeah you have yakshas which are originally from uh they're they're from hindu and buddhist texts but they're like jekyll and hyde elves like when they're calm they look like a little elf when they get mad they kind of turn into an ogre
0: that's interesting. I'm curious how much knowledge you pulled out of all this, looking through all the research that you've done. You probably- I learned so
1: much. Like yeah. I, I, I had a lot of fun, like digging into, like like getting rid of the popular ideas, like the modern ideas, and going back and looking at like the original origins of a lot of things. But I also had to bear in mind, like this is hundreds of years later, so their culture may have changed them too.
0: I'm curious. So, I'm going to stop saying I'm curious because I said it like 20 times. Oh, around. you're just
1: very curious. That's all.
0: I am. Well, I mean, it's interesting to me just because, I mean, I, through my podcast, I've been learning a lot about history and just finding a deeper fascination with that. But you kind of did the same thing, but you're in your own form way of just looking at different. Why'd you choose other cultures instead of choosing on like stuff that would be more relatable to people in the United States where you're doing your game? Do you find that people like them more ideas that they're not?
1: What happened was I think people appreciate that this game is very inclusive Uh, um it, it includes lots of different cultures folklore it includes i mean i don't know i i i know a lot of people like like gender fluidity and that kind of stuff and this game totally embraces like gender is when you're a fey creature like your gender is almost the most irrelevant part of your character you know what i mean like whether you're a a male or a female, or does it even matter? No, you, most of the time it doesn't. Um, I I stumbled upon that by accident, but I was at a at a convention with a lot of a lot of young kids um, who really gravitated to the game because, like, it didn't force you into either, like like big strong guy or a girl in a chainmail bikini. You know what I mean?
0: Well. It, it, I would say the reason why it's interesting to talk to you about this is because you're not like how other people would be about with a game. You're more interested in just people kind of enjoying the game for what it is. Like you kind of kept the original concept and the original idea, which is really important. That's why I keep my show conversation. But there's like other people out there like World of Warcraft eventually becomes in when's the, What are we working on to make more money on the next expansion or the next this and the next this and you lose it. And it might change when you get bigger and everything like that, but I'm saying you're keeping the essential idea there, which is like people come over and go, What about this? or What about this? And you just go, Well, I mean, the point of the game is you can do whatever the hell you want, but it's also about just kind of experiencing and having fun in this world, which a lot of people, be like, there's, you know, that's what they want their own thing in it. They'll try and pull something out of it. It's what I, Learned and why I'm interested in like learning about movies and stuff is because there's people that study films and they'll pull the craziest stuff out of it, which isn't that crazy. It's just how they're viewing it through their perspective, and it's interesting because it's like how – I mean do you have ADHD? It's how I – I tend to not pick up on small little things, and people go, "Did you mean this?" I'm like, "No, I just meant this." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So it's like more of a simplistic route. Like some people try to make it overcomplicated to the point of trying to get something from it, and, and kind of and, like, and, yeah.
1: and you can make this as complicated, like I said before, you can make this as complicated as you want, or you can keep it as simple as you want. It's all up to the types of gamers you have. It's it's ultimately it's you get to be a monster, and the point is to have fun. I um, mean that is that is that is the ultimate goal of, of the entire game is just use your imagination and have fun.
0: Have you been signing autographs? Oh yeah, twenty five bucks a pop, right?
1: For you, fifteen. Look at that. I have thought you were going to say fifty. I break. was like,
0: what the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to, but I, I decided to go the other way. For have you
0: thought about merch?
1: So at the at the moment, we have the rule books, we have the games, I have I have dice.
0: Um, shirts, bro, shirts. I know, I know. We gotta do shirts. You've you have made like you, three for shirts. me. Shirts.
1: You love your shirts.
0: <laughs> it's what you need them, or you're walking out in public naked.
1: And that would draw a crowd too.
0: Damn, so it's a good marketing tactic. See, See?
1: no shirts. We're actually just gonna do temporary tattoos,
0: henna tattoos, just on your back.
1: Oh, right on your back. Yeah, have everyone walk around. you with got the instruction manual in the on
0: there, and just turn your head.
1: Yeah, I mean you just slip them on the people too. You just slap them in the back. Hey, good game, good game. There you go. Now you got a fake. What's your
0: what's fe- your hard nose for the game?
1: It's my hard nose for the game. Yeah, it could oh, be okay. I yeah. thought you meant like nose nose, not no. no not all um, the nose. Uh, mostly I believe it's um alienating anybody. Okay. Like I I my hard no would be making things overly sexist or overly racist or, or, you know, I, I I want everyone to be comfortable playing it at all times. I don't want us. I, I, I mean, if people take the game and they do their own thing with it, you know, and it's something that I don't like, fine. I mean, you're, you, you can play the game however you want, but I personally like, one thing I always ask before we start a game is, is there anything off off topic for, for everyone at the table here? Because if you just let me know, I'll make sure we don't, it doesn't doesn't come up, you know. We'll just make sure, it, you know. So, the, I guess my hard no would be excluding anybody from playing.
0: Okay. I meant more of, like, marketing stuff. Like, what would be a hard note for you? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was a good answer, too.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. That was far more philosophical. Hard nose. I mean, no keychains. I hate keychains. No, no <laughs> license plates. <laughs> <Just, points. yeah. laughs> um, no. Nah, I mean, I mean, it'd be like space balls. We could have Faye the towel, Faye the toilet paper, Faye <laughs> the slippers. <laughs> it's
0: all good. It's all good. Now, how many states have you traveled to? Well, how many conventions have you been to at least?
1: Um, so far, gaming conventions I've been to maybe eight so far this year.
0: Okay, any um, interesting but, uh, stories you know. out of them? Travel experience? I like the travel stories. Um, if you have to think I'm about I'm going it, to have it. won... question.
1: I haven't traveled too far for gaming conventions yet, but this year I am. I am possibly going to uh, Pennsylvania
0: for a show, and I'm going to DC for a show. Come to Maryland. Uh, hmm? We have conventions here. Come to Maryland.
1: Hook me up with the gaming convention there. I'll come down.
0: I got to see on our next. Comic-Con yeah, we went is. to
1: Maryland a couple of years ago for a horror convention.
0: Of- was it yeah. last year?
1: It was beginning of this year.
0: Beginning of this year. What? Really? Damn, you came here. And you didn't even message me. Wow.
1: You're so busy.
0: You're so busy. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs>
0: I never leave my house.
1: Well, well, I don't even know where you are right now. Is that your house?
0: Kind of. Maybe. It's a neighbor's house. I like to just break into people's break homes. Break into the basement and do and your podcast. Record there. my podcast. I need the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> they have good Wi-Fi. Good job. Now, what a more important question out of all the questions is... What are you doing for self relaxation? What are you doing to balance out everything that you got going on, so you still have some time to do other things? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, the, the time. Um, I mean, spending time with the family. Um, don't say that because you your wife's had here, a nice Father's Day cookout really yesterday.
0: Answer. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, huh? you had a cookout? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm actually. I, so on a personal, like, like i have also been enjoying trying other games. Um, I've, I've, I've started collecting like little miniatures and painting them, you know, things like that. Just, just to take a break, like just play somebody else's game. It's it's been kind of nice to experience some other, other people's ideas.
0: I didn't know that was a thing until I have like a bunch of friends that have these little collectible things that they paint and they put them in their homes. And apparently it's like a thing. I thought it was like, you don't even play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it,
1: it, it's a, I'm, I'm just at the edge of the rabbit hole. I didn't jump in. I, I got some, but like some people they end up with like billions of the things and I'm like, nope, nope, that's too much.
0: I've seen glasses. I do enjoy putting
1: and... gluing them together and then painting them. It's a it's relaxing. It's nice to like sit back, you know, watch a movie or something and just kinda paint the little things. I'm not very good at it yet, but you know.
0: Keeps the mind busy a little bit. Enough to where it doesn't feel like work. Right. It's, right. Real so trick.
1: It's, that kind of stuff. I'll take a break with that or um um next year we're going on a, tr- a a cruise so i'll be forced to to get away from the work and i'll i'll have to just sit and relax which will, you pretty much have to force me to do it to do it so was it that'll diffi- be a good thing
0: was it difficult for you when you the game started kind of bumping up in numbers a little bit for you to be able to manage all the input that you're getting
1: yeah i mean there's always i wish i had more time to do more things with it like you had mentioned social media i wish i wish i I'm so busy working on the core of the game and, and running games and, and the expansion. It's like, I, I don't, I don't, I can't think about like making short films and, and all I, 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 I just, I, I wish I had more time and I wish I could keep track of all these different things and keep them all up to the level I'd want to keep them at.
0: I would have to think with short films, like animation trailers would be pretty good for the game. Yeah. Do you find that your writing's going by the wayside since you're doing a lot of stuff for the games? Well, I'm doing a lot of writing with the
1: game too, so okay. I, I feel like it's. I mean, it's a, it's a slightly different kind of writing because I'm thinking of ways of creating engaging scenarios for for players. Um, but I'm still doing a lot of writing. I'm enjoying doing the historical research
0: and tying it in. Um, Is there? Is there an area of history that you would like to go into besides, like, I mean, obviously we mentioned the expansion, that the idea, but I was just talking about, like, is there an area that you would like to go into deep into mythology, hopefully in the Greek mythology section? Oh,
1: so I, yeah, in, in the in the future, I'd like to do like a book that focuses on different mythologies. I'd love to do one on like Japanese folklore, and and and, and Greek folklore, and uh, Egyptian folklore, and you know. Babylonian folklore Aztec Mayan all I would love to just like do a book that focuses on like these particular cultures and and how the fae
0: thing existed there and you know is there anything with other universes
1: so I haven't delved into that yet um I do have some ideas for some other universe kind of scenarios but i don't want to fall into like a the multiverse thing that the the comic people oh, are what are come on I, I i and then i would feel like i'm just jumping on the train i like like uh, I, I gotta, I get I gotta find
0: my own way of getting there you know what i mean i mean i get it but it's just the multiverse thing is just so damn interesting because it's just like if it is possible and then that kind of doors open up the issue with that is is that then anything is possible which is like the point of your game. Obviously, you talked about it, anything can be possible. You get anything you really think it, you can put it on there. But it also becomes really, really severely if you think about the anxiety that rolls with that. Because then it's like, well, in this dimension you die, but in this dimension you're fine. It's like, well, how are you going to invest into a character? Like, do you feel like with uh, so much freedoms, it's really hard to invest in a certain individual aspect of it? Like we talked about how people like that individual aspect of it. If you have a thing, or if you're like Diablo, for instance. You play that game, your character dies. You retire him up on the mantle if you're playing legendary, and it's like that you can never play them again, and that's hurtful for a lot of people that invest so much time and money into their character.
1: Yeah, it's part of the gamble. Um, I, I, th- I think the adventure, you know, it, it, having that at, like as a risk makes makes you more invested in the character. Uh, I think a lot of times, like if you're just you like it's like when you're watching a movie and, and and you have a character that for some reason just can't get hurt, you know, just never like just doing impossible things and, and she keeps walking away. It's like the stakes aren't there. It's like, well, then why am I concerned about this character? You know?
0: Yeah. Now to the book. Back to the characters. You were listening off a couple species. We only got a couple done.
1: So we got through the elves. Uh the next category is the stouts, which are your short Char- your short characters uh so we have the clericon which
0: is essentially like a leprechaun only that drinks They're- steals people's uh moonshine yeah you know what the clericon is okay ones. i did an yeah. episode on it a while back
1: yeah uh d- dwarves gnomes leprechauns and a uh, Menahune, which are actually a a short dwarvish type character from um hawaiian and polynesian folklore uh, then you have your fairy folk, which of course, you know, if you're going to have a game called Fae, you got to have your like little winged characters. So you got your brownies, your fairies, your pixies, your pucks, your sprites, and your will-o-wisps.
0: I think I was and called them, all those out. in high school. Hmm? But I think I was called all those in high school. All of them, including will-o-wisp? Yeah, will-o-wisp.
1: Will-o-wisp, nice. Uh, so then you have your unsavories which are more of like your monster things. You have your ballybogs, which are like your swamp monsters. You have your boogies, you know, like the boogeyman, uh, goblins, gorgons, imps, kobolds, and we're going back to old school kobolds which were dog people. That's what they originally were before D&D turned them to dragon people. What's I don't the know dr- why what's that happened?
0: The, what's the drawing on that one? Do you have a drawing on that one?
1: I do. Oh,
0: that's pretty sick. Looks like an otter.
1: Yeah, he's a little otterish. So the one of the I have some people that have been playing a playing a pack of kobolds called the Dirty Dogs, and they're like a New York gang, and and they all pick a different kind of dog that their character is. So like they all look like different kinds of dogs, but they're humanoid. Uh Mogwais you can play trolls, and then we get into the mystical creatures: uh, banshees, drakes, dryads, earl kings, which are deer people spawn nymphs salamanders because they are the super popular thing to play
0: what what, what have you seen someone do with the salamanders like what's interesting or extreme
1: um actually they've been kind of like
0: like there it, haven't been these extreme
1: characters in the group They're, i think it's just because they think they can they you can look like a regular lizard so you can kind of get away with
0: running around people do those get extra abilities like swimming abilities climbing abilities anything like that
1: uh, it, it's the same thing as the other Fay. you you choose an element and you can you, you you get abilities you know in that element and and how you cast them is up to you you know do
0: you find that more people are just attracted to which like do you have any designs that you spent more time on individual characters you spent way more time on maybe like maybe you thought of an idea and you wrote it down but you couldn't draw it that well but then there's another one that you drew a picture really really well for it so, so the, the
1: salamander out. is pretty cute so i think that probably helps people decide to play it
0: oh yeah 100 percent. yeah see you, you want to be a
1: salamander now
0: yeah i want to be a salamander i want to see the swamp monster one oh the valley bog that sounded pretty cool Ballybog bog going back to valley bogs i swear to god if it's a half-ass design i'm gonna be pissed jay That's pretty cool. I like that one better I don't than half fast my designs. Come on, okay. you I know. know that. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, salamanders, uh, Zana, and then we get into the aquatic creatures. We have the Alvin, which are essentially like little fairies that travel in bubbles. Um, merfolk, which um, you could do like fish tail, human top, but the premise of a merfolk is you are half fish, half human. You figure it out.
0: Dude, that's sick. That's sick. Oh, my God. What would you choose? A human head or fish head?
1: It's up to you. Or well, you could you be choose like a human head with fish eyes. You can you do all kinds of weird stuff with it. Does it's, it
0: have to be like a, like where my arms are like fins too? Or do I have like the full freedom of like- It's
1: up to you. The like face. The whole idea with the merfolk is you're designing a character that's half fish, half human. Whatever parts you want to be whatever parts you
0: want. Well, that's awesome. What's the sto- What's the story behind that one?
1: Uh, well, I mean, merfolk, yeah, they were from mythology from all different parts of the world, you know, and it talks about, like, female merfolk referred to as mermaids, and they would lure sailors to their death, you know, that kind of stuff. um And then some, some cultures believe them to be beautiful, other cultures believe them to be ugly. But I just expanded the merfolk to include, it's basically fish people. So, uh, So I I decided, because a lot of times, like having a fishtail, it's cool if you're doing a water adventure, but if you want to be a merfolk on land, uh, that's a a tough one with a fishtail. So, I mean, you could have legs, but now something else has to be more fish. Maybe you have scales all the way over your whole body or something. I don't know.
0: I'm curious if they have a potion or anything that causes them to be able to be on land, switch characters even. Do you have a character switcher where someone could have like for a certain mission. So
1: you can you can change your appearance. There, there's like illusion spells. You could look like different different kinds of things. You know what I mean? So I mean you could be a Merfolk that looks like
0: I mean you could look like a deer if you
1: wanted to, you know?
0: Yeah. What's the swamp monster story? I gotta go back to him because I'm interested in it. Back to back to
1: the ballybogs?
0: Yeah, it's probably my favorite so far.
1: So ballybogs. Are from Irish mythology. They are said to be fae that live in peat bogs and mud holes. They are small and covered with mud. They have no neck and have long, spindly arms and legs. Uh, they are said to have communicated with grunts and slobberlings. They, um, they basically, you look like sea, like a mix of seaweed, teeth, eyes, and claws.
0: Where did you get the myth for that from?
1: From Irish folklore.
0: They have an Irish folklore of swamp monsters. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: And they grab people and drag them into the swamps They they were, they were blamed for uh,
0: people drowning in swamps. Huh? Why? Cause people, people just didn't want to admit to their own stupidity of dying in a swamp.
1: Yeah. A lot of faith things were created in places where people would die and they're like, Oh, we blame, you know, this thing for that, you know? So a lot of it comes from like deadly locations do you have Bigfoot in there? I uh, not as a playable race. Um, in the first in Forgotten, the the first the, the book coming out, you're going to be able to play uh, Yetis. There's actually different
0: races of Yetis. That'll probably be the character I picked then. I'm a big cool. Yeti guy.
1: Yeah. So there's there's I actually discovered there were a bunch of different kinds, depending on uh. Well, like... they
0: used to have ideas that um Yetis the the myth behind oh, this them... is one of the Yetis here. Oh, that's a pretty cool sign. What's his name? Chudie? Chudis. Yeah, there's
1: three different species of if you look back at Tibetan um folklore, there were three different kinds of creatures in the Himalayans that they considered Yetis. The big white ones, which were chuties. There's an even larger one that's that's black. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's gonna be a playable race. And there's small, like reddish ones. They're all considered different species of Yetis by the Tibetans. So all three of them are gonna be playable races. They were all they were all abandoned in the mountains. They didn't evacuate with the other fake creatures. So they they existed over over long periods of time hiding in hiding in the
0: Himalayas. I believe the idea came and then they were talking about that if like parents would scare their kids if they didn't eat all their vegetables at this Yeti would come down from the mountains and pull them out of the house and take their children and stuff like that.
1: Many monsters have been used to make kids eat their vegetables.
0: (laughs) I'd have to think so, yeah. And they would, Sherpas, when the Sherpa would fall off a mountain, an excuse was that a Yeti had tossed a boulder or something like that at one of these Sherpas and knocked them off the mountain, which is interesting to me. I mean, do you find yourself believing in any, some of these myths when you start reading into them a little bit? Like you just start going, this one's weird. And you kind of look into it a little bit deep. Like Loch Ness Monster is still a myth.
1: Um, I don't know if it makes more of a believer but i I can understand where the ideas of of these things come from and and why people did believe in them um i i, I, I love I find it really fascinating to just learn about like how these you can you can kind of picture how somebody just at some point blamed you know the puck for doing this thing, and somebody else is like the what, and then it just turns into this thing that gets passed. It's an oral tradition that you know it gets passed down through their family, and then their
0: kids tell their kids, and then it becomes it becomes a race. You know, well, I mean, the X Files made a whole damn series on it. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just interesting because when you're going through the, some of these mythology stuff, you're looking at things, but also you have the creative brain, which is like when you start reading something, you already start thinking in your head, what happens if it was like this or what it was like this? And that's what makes it good when you start writing it down because some of your ideas are just most of your ideas are just golden.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm
0: really enjoying merging
1: uh, the historic folklore with with the world I've created for my game. Uh, I like, I really like being able to mix them together and finding finding a marriage that works so like it doesn't
0: go against the folklore of of it but it still fits into the story you know what i mean what is the most complicated when it comes to some of the lore that you have not on individual species but is there like i would say individual characteristics not characteristics um i I would just say some of the history in it like obviously there's a culture built around the the like a world so the when you're talking about the lore of the world what is the mythos or what is the idea that i would say is the most complicated
1: uh, a lot of uh fae folklore in different cultures involves stealing of children okay um why do do, why, be...
0: why does it always have to be kids
1: because again, a lot of these monsters are created to scare kids into eating their vegetables, and I guess the the punishment would be to be taken away by these creatures. Um, it's only
0: psychopathic humans that hurt animals.
1: So, so being able to find a way to work like the theft of children into the game and have it be part of of essentially it's a so in the Fey world of Avalon, in in my game, there is a place where the people that they kidnap they take them there and they sell them as slaves basically so like humans are enslaved in the fey world and used as mundane laborers that they don't have powers they don't have to worry about like shooting magic at them and stuff like that um so i think that was probably one of the more complicated things is developing that
0: um now the humans know the Fae world exists the ones that have been brought there, yeah. So the other ones don't know where their family went missing. They just think they disappeared or something like that.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Now, is it easy access for humans to go into the fae world, or does a fae creature have to bring you there?
1: It's not easy access for either. Um, right now, the part of my mythos is that fae have not been allowed to be in the human world for a long time. And now, recently powers that be in the fey world are starting to allow fey to go there but they have to pass like a like you're not to be discovered by humans you know maybe you're going there because you're you're learning about this technology that we're that the powers that be in the fey world are interested in <laughs>
0: hot damn you got the tsa loaded in that thing
1: totally totally it, it, it's definitely the the portals that from the fey world to the human world are definitely heavily tsa'd um and they're trying very care, very, because they're very cautious about letting things back over here. Because if if it turns back in like to the dark ages when like Fae and human were completely intertwined, the powers that used to be will g- gain strength and be able to take back over it over the land of Avalon. So the whole idea is as long as we keep humans and Fae separate,
0: the you know, balance stays in time.
1: We stay, yeah, we, we stay in power. So they're very careful about what they let come over. And then part of my game is if you're ever discovered by humans, the Fae will send things out to kill you. Oh. Because part of the deal was you'd never be discovered. So if you get sloppy in the game and you you get caught, you know, then there are, there are consequences. There are things that were going to be coming after you.
0: Now do you have any characters that are a part of the myth that is like a well-known name in both worlds?
1: Um yeah, so if you if you look through the book there there are like a lot of the um old <laughs> some of the like classic old creatures from from folklore like some of the you definitely have some of the um the ones from like king arthur times like uh, morgan and, and Mariston, who's their sister like uh morgan le fay yeah. um so they they exist in 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 uh, avalon um king arthur actually exists in avalon as well king oberon merlin um hell who was in the thor movie but but the actual mythological creature hell uh, the Kraken. You got gotta have a Kraken, of course. Uh, let's see here. Some of the um, the giants oh, from, it's from probably the...
0: my favorite myth is the Kraken.
1: <laughs> Release the Kraken! Um, but it even includes like some of the giants from um, from like Scandinavian folklore and stuff like that. So I made sure that you know. All your base like include different cultures uh Phoenixes from uh from uh Chinese and Japanese folklore but yeah so there are there are
0: things Erebus from uh Greek folklore now if your character gets caught by some of those TSA people do they if their character gets killed do they translate into a ghost like can you have ghosts in the realm or do they have to start over
1: uh when when they are d- destroyed they are basically sent to fey purgatory which is uh currently called Tiranog in the game and it's basically a place of ultimate boredom it's just blackness and and it's like for fey creatures it is the worst punishment and you're sent there for until the powers that be decide you have paid your debt and then they let you back out
0: so do fake creatures like fully die
1: yes they can um when they fully die which means like they don't have any of their elemental powers anymore they cease to exist uh not only do they cease to exist but they cease to have ever existed they um basically history rewrites itself around them that they were never there so it's 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 a real like it can be a definitely a big old mind f so and that's part of the fun on like things that have happened in the fay world there are things that have happened that nobody even knows about or can remember because it was wiped from from ever existing
0: which makes it even better if you have people that are on their own individual adventures
1: yeah yeah so we can start like uh, one of the things I haven't brought it up much yet. I just, just a little bit is undead.
0: That's what I was going to ask if there was like skeletons and stuff. You could be as well too.
1: So, there's a dark history with mortals and fae that involves the creation of undead back in the day. I would think but, but, but cats the, or children. But the like stuff that person, happened, yeah. like, ceased to exist. Like, like what? So nobody actually knows. But it's still there and and I'm going to start working it in like uh, now that they are coming back into our world and magic is starting to happen other things that nobody remembers like undead are going to start waking back up it's all about like waking up things that
0: were forgotten about in the world. Now, do you have obviously you have seasons? I know from some of your comics, you got seasons in there, but I'm I'm curious if that that affects any of the actual potential environment of the game when it's like a certain season or something like that. Like if you have, well, yeah, time. I mean,
1: you can you can play it. I mean, you can play it anywhere in the world. Like you, you you could be in Antarctica if you want. You could be in the rainforest. You could you can be in New York City. You can you can be setting wise. You can be anywhere, any weather, any time of year, any time of day. You could you could do a holiday special, you know. You you could go to the premiere of Star Wars, whatever whatever you want to do.
0: <laughs> now, what's some goals that you have that you want to get down the pike maybe in the next year or so?
1: Um, so I, I I my big goal is to get the first expansion out there. Um, uh, and I I want to get into some of the big gaming conventions coming up. Um. A lot of them are very clicky it's very hard to get in if you don't already if you're not already buddy buddies with people so I'm trying to socialize the people and become part of the community you know you know trying to trying to get in um but that'd be that'd be nice to get involved with some of like the the bigger the bigger stuff
0: okay and um for anybody out there that would be listening uh would you want to promote your links or let people know where they can find your game, maybe be able to buy a piece or buy a copy of the game and also any other links you'd like to promote. I know you don't use the social media as much, but Oh,
1: I still have stuff. Uh, yeah. So you can go to my website, which is ww.edonparktales T A L E S dot com. That's my publishing house. Um from there you can buy physical copies of the game, the comics, the books. You can also buy digital versions of everything through there. Um, then you can follow me on social media. My name down in the corner there, Jay Moore's spelled that way. Type it into Facebook, type it into Instagram. Um, I, I even have a TikTok that I never ever use, but you could type it in and you'd be like, oh, look, it's a page with nothing on it, awesome. Um, you can also go on to YouTube and type in Faye RPG or type in my name. Um And you'll find all kinds of videos of the game being played by different people. Um That I think that's most of it right there.
0: Okay. We'll oh,
1: yes. It. And also I do a live stream every Tuesday um, of the game uh, on Twitch. If anyone that goes on Twitch goes, go to the compound gaming and collectibles. They, uh, they do a, we do a live stream every Tuesday and they do live streams, all week long of different stuff, but Tuesday's Faye night. So come check it
0: out. You can watch me run chaotic games with a bunch of players. I'll make sure I link your links in the description, Jay. And it's always a pleasure chatting with you again, man. Um it's been too long. I'll have to it catch has. up again a little bit sooner next time. Uh but thanks again for giving me the time, man. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Battle Podcast.